0: Welcome to Digital Beach. This is Dana Kerrigan, and I am thrilled today to be speaking with Kristen Gersbacher, the owner of the Lookout Lounge and Package Store. So, Kristen, welcome. Thank you, Dana. I'm happy to be here. We are excited. So, Kristen, tell me a little bit about our listeners, about your background and how you came to own the Lookout
1: that's that's a great question it's, it's a it's a it's a, a little bit of a long road but my background's actually in radio sales um, I, I started can tell from that radio <laughs> well I started like all over the radio station I first uh, started in news then went to copywriting and Ended up in sales and spent the majority of my career in sales. After uh, many years in radio, I then went into event planning for the local city that I lived in and ran our senior center. So all those things really are very, very connected. It's funny that you mention
0: senior center because talk a little bit about what the lookout is
1: and how that's kind of our local (laughs) Tongue in cheek, senior center. Um, Very much. It is. uh, We are a community center. We just happen to sell cocktails.
0: (laughs) It does make things more fun. The games definitely are a lot more fun. Um, So you didn't open the lookout yourself, right? How did you get involved with it?
1: I did not. When I first moved here to the area about seven years ago, well, let me back up one step. For years when I lived in Georgia, I love the Kentucky Derby. And so every year at my house, I would host a hat making party for my girlfriends and then we would all come over on Saturday and watch the Derby. So we moved here, we were in a rental house, didn't have hardly any space. So we were lookout locals for sure. I approached the previous owner, Tony Whitfield and said, Hey, can I have my hat making party at your bar? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was an event to behold. And let me tell you, I think we had like 15 people. That's awesome. The first year, and everybody loved it because I already had all the stuff I because I'd collected over the years, flowers and bows and glitter. So we that tradition has been going on now. This is our eight was our eighth year. Wow!
0: And so you started hosting your own events there, but at that <laughs> time you really weren't affiliated
1: with a lookout. Right? Certainly not on payroll. <laughs> But you started doing some things to help out, right? Yes. So then the next thing was we were still in the small rental house. And I was like, hey, can I have my master's party at your bar? <laughs> so we kind of did all that. And then a couple of years later, Tony- Did you wear a
0: green jacket?
1: Um, you know, I used to have a green blazer I got it Goodwill. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, <laughs> so a couple of years later, then Tony approached me about actually putting me on payroll. And I was very confused because I'm not a bartender. Yes. So I was like, I can't make drinks. So
0: how (laughs) did you bring your expertise? Because you have a lot of marketing background. Um, How did you transition
1: that for the lookout? Well, the beautiful thing about the job, it was post-Hurricane Michael. And Tony said, do whatever you want. And there were no restrictions.
0: That's pretty amazing.
1: And so it was like game on. And to be fair, we we all needed a little... Comic relief, a little bit of a good time to get our mind off things. And I would, it seemed like most things I threw at the wall stuck. Wow. And so tell me about
0: that. How did you throw things at the wall <laughs> and let people know about this? Um, well, it
1: kind of started right after the storm when, when the, where the current location that we are in became open. We brought back a, a very old tradi- tradition from the lookout called First Sunday, and we, we themed them. So first Sundays where it was like a potluck, everybody brought something, but we we attached a theme to it with the food, and everybody got to dress up according to the theme. Like we did a luau, we did a taco one. So it that began to generate some excitement. And then I would I'm 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 a costume person. I love to dress up. So I would do like little black dress night or Cougar night or everybody wore <laughs> leopard print. So people really became engaged when they can participate. Yeah. So I
0: remembered those. And it actually, uh, for those of you that aren't aware, we live in a little area called Mexico Beach and St. Joe Beach. They're right within five minutes of each other. And we were actually hit by a massive Cap 5 hurricane almost five years ago. And so when you created those events you really created a really great sense of community because it was a, a place we could all come together and and just relax and celebrate that we're still here
1: that's very true and it I don't want to I mean it, it's a it was a bar setting it is a bar but it is a place where it it became this second identity as a community center and the storm did I feel like bring that about um we were all like I said just disheveled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To say the least, that that puts it very kindly. So when you are creating these events, how are you getting the word out? Did you use any type of um, social media? Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, The bar has had a Facebook page for many, many years, I think from the early 2000s. Um, but it was never really utilized for more than maybe a Friday night post to say what what band would be playing or if there was karaoke, and so I, I guess I had a different perspective on Facebook because it was something that I was using personally and had been for many years. So I kind of put what skill set I had with Facebook to the bar, and that was really how we began to grow our number of likes and followers and get our word out what we were doing. Yeah. And you guys,
0: congratulations. I just saw you're over 7,000 followers and that's huge.
1: Thank you. And that's
0: just in the last few years that you've experienced that growth.
1: We have. It's, it was, you know, COVID kind of led to some of that. You know, I, it was a hard time for everyone. And, you know, with the bar business, the bar was closed. However, the the package store where you could sell beer and wine and, and liquor was able to remain open, but it, it felt you know, there was, I wanted to keep connected with our customers because we, you know, um, we are unique in the fact that we are a small town here on the beach. However, we, you know, the other part of our community lives in a 300 mile radius and they vacation here or own homes here. And they're as much of a part of us as the people that live here full time, in my opinion. Yeah. And we actually got to see your face a little bit. You started doing some videos, right? I did. So, you know, I I made up the term trash marketing because I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And I didn't sit down and write content. You know, it was taking whatever was topical, maybe in the moment. And if it was funny or relatable, and I would do a virtual happy hour. Yeah. And I'd let people know ahead of time, early in the day, hey, join me at five for virtual happy hour. And I would dress up in some silly costume, make a silly cocktail, be funny for, you know, no more than really two minutes. Two minutes is kind of my my thing, because you don't want people to get bored. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that was brilliant (laughs) that you did that. It was so fun. Um, But have you ever, when you're creating content... Have you ever gotten in the doghouse a little bit when you're doing that? How do you how do you manage that with a, with a bar?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, you know, I have gotten in some Facebook trouble for for a meme I posted several months ago, and I didn't realize the person that was in it. They were clothed. I thought it was funny and I got in trouble. You got in trouble about a uh, Jeffrey Dahmer post too, didn't you? I did. I've, I've gotten in trouble twice. And the, <laughs> the, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing was on my personal page. I didn't realize it would affect the page that I was an admin on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have a, you know, you just have to bite your lip and move on because they will, they'll suspend your account. They didn't quite suspend us, but we weren't allowed to buy any digital marketing through them. We were not allowed to interact, but we could post.
0: Would you... So you eventually got around that and, yeah. and are back full strength. And because I am seeing like you're also some things that are really cool. You sell some merchandise and fun T-shirts and cups and hats. We do. Uh, and I've seen those pop up around the world. You have? Yes.
1: Uh, I, so I, I I joke, I have um my some of my best friend's parents. They are from England and um, they come to visit often in the United States. And so they, I gave them some lookout t-shirts, but they're also big travelers. So they're so sweet. They were in Spain and they sent me, had someone take a picture of both of them wearing the lookout shirt. So they're my international influencers. (laughs) That is awesome. That
0: is awesome. So how do you think it's for people to find your business? What, What do you think other than your followers, word of mouth? Do you utilize anything else like TripAdvisor, Google business? How important are those things?
1: Well, I think in, in our area of the world where we are remote, we are we are rural, even though we're on the beach, I think um TripAdvisor, Google, a website is absolutely critical to having people find us because even though we have a core local you know, community, there are people that are constantly coming to this area that have never been here and they don't know where to go. That's right. They we were discovered
0: after the storm, right? People had never heard of St. Joe Beach, Correct. Beach, but when we made national
1: news, you had an influx of a new audience. Absolutely, we did and do. I see it every weekend. Yeah,
0: I, I do too. And I've also noticed that when they go back home, they're still fans. They don't stop following you just for the time that they're here. That is they're, true. They continue on with that. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your off season. So we have a lot of tourism over the summer. In the winter times, though, colder months, maybe not so much. So how do you keep the vibe going? Like, what do you do for that?
1: We do all kinds of um, quirky little fun, unique events. Um, For example, um, in January, we do what we call a bar triathlon. A bar triathlon? What in the world is that? (laughs) Okay, so bar triathlon is you have to do darts, pool, and beer pong. And here's what you do. You got to hit so many balls in the, in the pockets on the pool table, you've got to do throw a game of 301 darts. In between those two events, you have to take a shot of beer or chug a beer. We provide the beer. And then you do so many balls in the beer pong thing. And it's a timed event. And you want the least amount of time to do it. And we've had like 30 people. So I can
0: imagine a timed event that's going to take a little bit of training, yeah. right? So yeah. you got to build yourself up to that. So uh, getting people in there for weeks ahead of time, or were you able to build that up <laughs> and, get, and drum up some more business for um, them training? Friends?
1: Yes, and so um, my friend Heather actually invented the bar triathlon. We must give her credit. And so we had her come in because people were, even though I just told you, we you know people were still going like, huh. So we had Heather run through it. And then every it was like, you could just feel the excitement in the room that everybody really got the hang of it. Were you playing Chariots of Fire? <laughs> no, but I will this year. That's <laughs> fantastic. Perfect, perfect idea then.
0: Great. And people, again, they found out about that through your event posting and... Social media. Social media. So with social media and your experience, what what's your secret sauce there?
1: Uh, I mean... <laughs> Put put the gas pedal down and don't let up.
0: Yeah, that's so important. I, I do see a lot of people that have really wanted out of the get-go and doing things, but then they they fall off. But, and tell me a little bit what your experience has been. Most of the complaints that I hear is that people just aren't comfortable. If they've got to be in front of the camera, are they, how do you get past that?
1: Well, I think consistency drives results. And even if you're not doing a video A funny meme, something that's relatable. also i'm I'm a strong believer in in this business is not about me it's about my customers and because without them I don't have a business so I'm not the star I always make them the star so whenever I have content about who won the dark tournament or the pool tournament or you know even a photo of somebody doing whatever it it really c- captures people people other people like to see that they're like hey I know that person that's my friend exactly you know and you are also, you you're putting
0: great things out there, but sometimes it's not for everybody, and you've gotten some negative reviews. So I have. What? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: So <laughs> everything's a funny story with you. It is. Know that, it is. It's a funny story. It's a two drink story. But anyways, <laughs> so I had a horrible Google review, and um, you know my first we've all gotten those first rule of business businesses: yeah, you don't negotiate with terrorists. So <laughs> so. I had the review and I sat on it because I didn't want to knee jerk react and, you know, say something that I would regret and be really snippy. And, and so it, it I screenshotted it. I, I, I didn't take it down and I sat on it. And then one day, I, honestly, I needed some content. It was a Sunday. I was like, what the heck? Let's see if this flies. So I posted the review. Holy smokes. It went viral. <laughs> People in other states were sharing it. People
0: that I didn't <laughs> Okay, so now you got a curiosity. <laughs> of what
1: was the review? I'm going to, I'm going to read the review. I and to be very fair, um <laughs> I, I didn't I blacked the person's name out. Like you could not see who did it because I, I believe they were lived in the live in the area. Um and they actually removed the review. Oh. I, I didn't I have think to.
0: saw the response they got. So but, what was it? I'm okay. all pins and needle.
1: I'm what reading. I'm reading my one star review.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Absolutely awful. Only bar in town that has zero tolerance for children.
0: <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's, well, <laughs> it's a bar. It's a bar, and you have to be 21 to enter. Right. right?
1: I'm sorry. There was there was not a period after the word children. It said children that are minding minding their own business. <laughs> And being consistently watched over, high prices, and small pool table. So, like, what? (laughs) Yeah, we you have a baby in a bar bar. that's running amok.
0: (laughs) So that was a a brilliant way that you took something negative and turned it around. For a positive. A huge positive. Uh, and you're using digital marketing to do that. So you, you took something that someone was trying to slam you and you turned around <laughs> and said, you know what, I'm embracing this. And now uh, let's see how many more customers I get from it. And how many
1: times do you think that was shared? Oh my gosh, it it was insane, and it just kept going and going and going. I've never, I've ne- that was my first Facebook experience where your phone blows up, and you're like, you look down, and you're like, oh my god, this. I think it was almost like six thousand something. It went and went. It was crazy, and I would, I mean, I, I was very excited to be fair. So I would like go click on the people that shared it. They would be like in California. I'm like, y'all have never been to Lookout Landing. Invite, invite, <laughs> and oh, goes. I know, I know. I was like days inviting people.
0: <laughs> and we've seen it. You now have seven over 7,000 followers, yes. which is incredible. So, Kristen, you have made just incredible strides with what you have built this business to be. What's next for you? Well, I would really like to
1: get on the TikTok.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So for the TikTok, and I I feel old because I don't know that I'm a TikToker, but I know people a lot older than me are on it. So how do you speak to that younger generation that is not your audience, that's under 21, but get the older,
1: you know, the 21 and up crowd? I I honestly, I think it's platform. And, you know, this is, I, I think it's platform because TikTok has, you know, everybody and their algorithms kind of start tailoring to what you watch and they show you more of it. But interestingly enough, you know, it, with the bar, you can't ask me who my target demographic is. I'm not, I'm not 18 to 35. I'm not, you know, 25, 54. I'm like 21 to 90. And so (laughs) something for everybody, something for everybody. And, and, and there is that magic that's there that, you know, everybody has helped create, and and I love that. I love being there on a Friday night and seeing you know the kids that are here from college that are twenty one and over, and then my you know my regulars that are of all different ages, and everybody's hanging out, and everybody's having fun, and everybody loves the karaoke, and they love the mix of music we have. It's it's fun to watch the big trucks, and you know,
0: it's just a fun environment because. One thing I've shared with you is because of that community, I've actually gotten to know people that I probably would not have been friends with, and there's some people that I really care about, you know, and, and so grateful to have them in my life. And you created that, so thank, thank you. you for that. Um, We've talked so much and thank you so much for your time today, but any final thoughts and advice you can give to business owners wanting to get themselves out there and grow their business with digital or social media?
1: I'm just a huge believer in marketing. Um, when when I sold radio, I said, if you're not going to buy me, buy something, do something. Now, you know, we're in an age where we can kind of do our own digital marketing with, with TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram. And I encourage you, I mean, just... Make your content relatable, make it fun, keep it directed at your clients and don't let up.
0: That's awesome.
1: So this has been Digital Beach
0: with Kristen Gerstbacher, owner of the Lookout Lounge and Package. And Kristen, I know you said it's not about you. You're not the star, but you are the star to us. So thank you so much for
1: being here. Thank you for having me, Dana.
0: (laughs) That's it for today. We'll see you next time on
1: Digital Beach.